0: Hey, this is Mike Patterson, your host for Embrace Growth. This is a podcast dedicated to personal growth and empowered choices. Helping to create change and transformation in your life and the world. Today on the podcast, man, are you feeling it? I woke up this morning pretty inspired and actually just ran right over here to the studio to grab the mic. Been thinking about last week's podcast with Andrea and, and just thinking about feeling, feeling it. What is it? What am I feeling? Are you feeling it? Stick around. So like I said, I woke up this morning feeling inspired. And I could go into the definition of what inspired is. I actually have a whole protocol on it. But what I want you to know is I was feeling motivated. And I literally just ran right over to the studio to grab the mic, grab a piece of paper, start scribbling some ideas down. And it's really about feeling and Last week's podcast, did you guys listen to that? Andrea Hoban and I had a conversation about coping with uncertainty, but we were talking about feeling. Andrea and I, that's what we talk about. We talk about feelings. It's kind of both of our jobs to talk about feelings. And now I'm wondering, what am I feeling? I downloaded this app on my phone, and I would invite you to do the same thing. It costs $1. I'm sure that you can grab some change out of the ashtray in their car or take some bottles back and return them. Whatever inexpensive way you can gather up $1 and buy the app, and it invites you to check in throughout the day with what you're feeling. The app I'm speaking of is called the Mood Meter. You can look it up on the app store on your phone. And this is something I've been doing for decades. I've been sitting in circles with other people and the first thing we do is we check in. And we can't check in with each other until we check in with ourselves. And now what I'm starting to question within myself is Do I do that well? Do I check in with myself at all? And I want to break down a few things to you. One is feeling. So there's what we feel. That's information that our body is giving us, that we are literally feeling. And then there's thoughts. Those are in our head. That is what our brain is telling us. And then there's beliefs. Those ideas that we have to make sense of it all. Or maybe it doesn't make sense. Feelings, thoughts, and beliefs. And those are the three items that I use quite often in my job. Talking about boundaries and talking with clients And getting an understanding of, is that something I feel, is that something I believe, or is that something I think? Okay. You guys got that? The three things? You taking notes? (sighs) Feelings.
1: Feelings. Nothing more than feelings
0: got me wanting to create a whole different training protocol on emotional intelligence. So that's what I'm doing. I'm going to spend today just jotting down notes and and maybe an outline because what I'm starting to realize within the world the world that I know is that we don't want to feel. And I, I say we, I don't want to feel. You don't want to feel. We don't want to feel. We want to numb. And that's what we do. Just think for a moment, how is it that you... drink do you look to drugs do you just turn on the TV and zone out maybe you're a workaholic and you stay at the office all day or night you grab a cupcake Or some other comfort foods what is it that you do to numb and not feel what your body is telling you and when I make a a statement like we numb we all do it we all are doing something to not feel and I feel like it's getting worse and there I go again I feel like it's getting worse no I don't feel like it's getting worse, I think it's getting worse. I think that when I was younger, I actually allowed myself to feel. And my body gave me information on what I was feeling and I felt it. For those of you with young children in your lives, young children feel. And then it's almost like we're conditioned as humans to grow up and not feel. And do different things to actually avoid feeling, to let it all go. Hmm. So what do you think? Is it getting worse? Are you getting worse? Are you not feeling as much as maybe you did when you were younger? As a culture, are we numbing more than maybe we did in the 90s? I don't know. I'm just asking the questions. I'm not here to point blame. I know that there's a lot to feel right now. I know that there's a lot going on in the world. And... The word that I hear quite often is anxiety, that we're anxious. My friend Todd asked me the question, are we more anxious than we were before? Did we use that word before? I don't remember that word being thrown around back in the 80s and 90s as much as it is today. And does that mean that we're any less anxious than we were? Or does that just mean that this is the new buzzword, that this is the word we're using to describe what it is we're feeling? I don't know. But I know that people are numbing rather than feeling. And emotional intelligence, I used to teach what I called emotional literacy, And now I want to shift that. I want to actually talk about intelligence. It's one thing to be literate. It's one thing to know the language. It's another to be intelligent about the language. And that's what I'm shifting into or wanting to shift into. I say wanting to shift into. Like I already said... I want to create a training about emotional intelligence. I want to teach people, myself included, how to be smarter about what I feel. Meaning, how can I gather that information more than I currently do? This mood meter thing that I was talking about for a book, what's cool about it is that One, it was invented by guys from, well, I don't know if they're guys, people from Yale, according to Andrea. I haven't looked into it much. But what I do know is people that went to Yale, well, I want to say they're smarter than me. I don't know that they're smarter than me. But they went to Yale. That makes me want to believe they're smarter than me. Maybe they just had more money to go to Yale, I don't know. But they created this thing, which is cool because if there's a couple thousand words to describe feelings, what our body is telling us, then there's maybe a hundred on this mood meter. And a hundred is more than I was using before. And when I originally started teaching groups of people about emotional literacy I was teaching groups of men, and we would break it down to mad, glad, sad, fear, shame, and guilt, and just a handful, and why we would do that is because traditionally in the culture of men, there was something around learning, and I'll call it the toxic learning of not feeling, and That goes back to numbing, but men don't feel, or traditionally it wasn't cool for men to feel, other than maybe happy or angry. I would teach the training to men as if we had that little pack of Crayola crayons, like the eight-pack. That was our emotional bandwidth and that women had the 64-pack with the built-in sharpener. That's not what I wanted for myself or men. I wanted myself and other men to have bandwidth. And then at the same time, what did I do? I gave them the eight-pack of crayons. It was actually a six-pack, mad, glad, sad, fear, shame, and guilt and then what andrea pointed out to me last week after we were done recording the podcast is that those emotions there was only one of them that was in the top right in the yellow and the rest of them were unpleasant emotions and i didn't i didn't think about that but i don't want that to be my bandwidth i and and then all of these emotions that are mellow, easygoing, relaxed, mindful, stuff that's over in this lower green quadrant, so it's low energy, pleasant feelings, I didn't even talk about those. And what I've found out since I started checking in with myself this week using this app is I'm a pretty chill dude. I have a lot of pleasant, low-energy feelings throughout my day. And I like that. I like that I get to be grounded and hold space for clients and groups of people that are coming at me with other emotions, maybe ones that are a little bit more high-energy, maybe ones that are unpleasant for them. And I want to be in that place to hold those energies. So, never thought about that before. As I become more emotionally intelligent, then what I'm hoping is I can pass that on to not only you, the listeners, to my clients, to the groups of people that I teach through Leader Champions, as well as the Mankind Project, I... I just like this idea of becoming more intelligent and trying to raise the intelligence of people because here I am, once again, swimming upstream. If the population is doing more to numb, to shut down, to not feel, then here I am charging through it. And that's, I don't know how I signed up for this, but that seems to be what my life has been is going against what the culture's doing. I guess I'm, I'm a misfit from the old school, and I really, I, I kind of enjoy that difference, but for the last two decades that I've been doing group work around emotional intelligence and personal growth work, is really trying to get people to wake up and become better versions of themselves. And that really is what I did a lot in the Mankind Project, or still do in the Mankind Project. This might be a good time to mention the Mankind Project. Imagine a circle of men, a circle of brothers, where everyone listens not only to what you say, but also the truth beneath your words. Imagine a circle that will remind you of your commitments so that you can hold yourself accountable and keep you moving towards your aspirations and goals. Imagine a circle of men who will help you clarify your vision and provide tools for action and learning that lead you to the life that you want. Men who absolutely tell you the whole truth about where you are strong and where you sell yourself short. Imagine breaking free of limiting beliefs that sabotage you. Having the powerful part of you called forth with a new set of beliefs. Imagine a circle where you can experience and develop a leader within you. A place that is safe to be who you really want to be. This is how the Mankind Project groups work. For more information, visit mankindproject.com.
1: Hey,
0: we're back. And as we're talking about thoughts, feelings, beliefs, those are the three things that make up your truth, your world, the things that guide you, are your beliefs about things, your thoughts about things, and the way you feel about things. And truth. Truth is just really another word for beliefs. My truth, my beliefs, are different than your truth, than your beliefs. And, and I could go on and on about truth, but there's a lot of people that like to... Tell you what the truth is, and it's just their truth so i'm I'm here to talk about thoughts, feelings, and beliefs it actually come up with your truth, and it's yours and yours alone. We might not even know what the truth is anymore because we might not be in touch with our feelings, we might not really know what we think. What do we believe? It's an election year. There's all kinds of people going to tell us what to believe and what to think. (laughs) What I'm seeing is that people don't want to feel, so we're numbing. And man, being in an election year makes me want to numb more than usual. I'll tell you that right now, not to mention the pandemic and the wildfires burning out here in the West. I don't really know what to say at this point other than I'm starting to wake up to what I'm feeling and I'm asking you to do the same and I'm excited about some of the things that I'm beginning to create now for leader champions moving forward. I want to create this emotional intelligence training to help others really connect with their body, let them know what they're feeling. So that's something that's coming. Other things that are coming for Leader Champions, I just want you to know we're launching several leadership trainings. So be on the lookout for those. We're revamping the website to allow you to sign up for those online trainings. That way we can all stay a little bit more connected to ourselves and each other, and learn about leadership and personal growth work. The personal growth work trainings that we have available right now are, uh, we have a shame resilience training that's available, and I'm creating this training on emotional intelligence as well as a personal growth work training on grief stay tuned for that in a whole other podcast where I'm going to talk about how, as a culture, we don't know how to grieve. What is it going to take for us to actually feel grief and loss because it's part of the human experience? So there's a training around grief as well. Speaking of grief, that's... One of the things that I I dropped into pretty good yesterday, I was watching the evening news and... I'm getting a little choked up just thinking about it. All of the Black Lives Matter movement and all of the people that are demonstrating in the streets around Breonna Taylor and the idea of, say, her name... I don't know if you're aware, there's a whole website of, say, their names. And I think it's Say Every Name or something like that is the website. But it's a list of a work in progress that includes names of black people killed in the U.S. by police or civilians. But I think it's mainly police. (sighs) And the list is extensive, and it goes back 10 years. And this is the piece that that really hurts, is I remember in 99, it was early 99, when Amadou Diallo was shot, 41 times in New York City by four police who thought that he was somebody that he wasn't and they shot him in his doorway of his apartment where he lived. 41 times. Now, I have a handgun with a clip that holds 15 bullets. And if that's what those officers had, what I'm saying is each one of those officers discharged two-thirds, at least two-thirds of their weapon, four men, At one man, in the doorway of where he lived in 1999. Amadou. I'm going to say your name. Amadou.
1: Blood of my own blood on my doorstep day Blood day Blood day Oh Kiana man expect to live live right in home When brass fire is on him, haunted by hot authority, he might not overstand. I say the blight of black man, cliche you say. Long held out crying for the hope of peace. Insanity is the least of our trouble. Not the story. To be told with the, the innocent, innocent blood, blood. of a duty alone destroyed these hopes and shattered these dreams. Could have been me, a victim of this story. Back, them want us to whimper When the powerless act Them try divide and conquer But hopes and dreams abound The hollow was in just one month. the face of a godly nation. Why so you hate the seeds of God's creation? This ain't no black song. This ain't, ain't no, no cotton, cotton picking song. When will it end? Must first, first I begin. begin? So hey, I man, on me line. draw me line to stay, we have no chance to fall, in this war right over heaven, so hey I man draw me line, line. please let's make sure there is not another sequel, not the story to be told, with the and blood of my duty alone. Destroyed these hopes and shattered these dreams. Could have been me, a victim of this story. Not the story to be told. With the innocent blood of my duty alone. Destroy these hopes and shattered these dreams. Could have been you, the target of policeman's glory. We are the target, we are the target, target, in them grass fire. We are the target, target, look how them I got iron in grass fire. Of my own murder. on my doorstep. Blood Not one count of, of my own blood on my doorstep. Count of manslaughter. Blood Not one Blood count of, of my own blood on my doorstep. Blood and stains like on, an on my own on my dough of incompetent authority, blood and stains on my own blood, yeah. on my dough